Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed, and on the third day be raised. And Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord, this must never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are thinking not as God does, but as humans do. Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone wants to become my follower, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit anyone to gain the whole world but forfeit their life? Or what will anyone give in return for their life? For the Son of Man is to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay each according to their work. The Gospel of the Lord. So once again, good to be here with all of you. So again, my name is Father Chris. I was uh, born in Scotland, but I came to Canada at a young age at one and a half, so you may not have detected my Scottish accent. Roll up the rim to win. I grew up in uh, Sarnia. Uh, I was ordained a priest back in 1997. I've been blessed to be in a number of different parishes. Uh, my first three were in London. Uh, I was overseas with the military for a stint in uh, Bosnia with a French uh, regiment. So, je parle peu de français. Il y a beaucoup dans la dernière fois que je l'ai utilisé régulièrement. Mais c'est une opportunité maintenant de pratiquer un peu plus ici. It's been 20 years since I used French regularly, so I'm trying to get back at it a little bit now that I'm in some French communities here. Uh, after uh, my time in Bosnia, I was in Stratford and then uh, for three years, and then Seaforth in Dublin for nine years, and Wallsburg, Portlampton, and Dresden for the last nine years up until uh, the beginning of July. So happy to be starting here with all of you. I know I've got big shoes to fill with Father Patrick. He's just begun his studies, or will about to begin the studies this coming Tuesday, I think, in Ottawa in uh, Canon Law. So we'll keep him in our prayers uh, as well. Beautiful little prayer I learned many years ago uh, is Surprise Me, Lord. And I picked that up in a little book by a sister called Sister Keller. And uh, I find whenever I pray that prayer, there's always some incredible little surprise, which happens when I least expect it. I, that's the surprise part, I guess. Uh, but clearly from the Lord as well. I just got back uh, days ago on Tuesday from a pilgrimage uh, to Rome and Medjugorje. And uh, there were many wonderful little surprises in that uh, during that time. Uh, I've been to both places before, uh, but one of the neat surprises about being in Rome this time uh, was feeling a connection to the person of St. Peter. Uh, the day before I, I was uh, to be celebrating Mass at St. Peter's Basilica, there's a number of small uh, chapels uh, below the main uh, basilica, and we were, our group was invited to have Mass at the uh, Our Lady of Chestahoa uh, chapel down below. And the day before, in thinking about that, I was, I was getting uh, kind of uh, choked up. And it wasn't just thinking about being in such a big, beautiful uh, building, uh, but it was in thinking of celebrating close to the tomb of St. Peter. And just throughout, there were so many connections with St. Peter for me, it was a neat little surprise. Again, because I've been to Rome before, but never felt that connection to, to St. Peter himself. We remember and we recognize that uh, 
Uh, the saints are not only models for us, they're not only examples of how we can live. Uh, people who have uh, followed the Lord, yes, they're sinners, yes, they've, they've goofed up, they messed up, but uh, come back to the Lord in, in humility, ask for forgiveness, and and uh, keep going type of thing. So not only great models for us, but they're also friends for us. They're also intercessors for us. They're alive in heaven right now, and they're willing and able to help us out when we turn to them and ask them for prayers or ask them for their help the way we would ask and turn to any of our friends asking for help in any need uh, as well. So that was a neat little surprise during this time of that feeling that uh, closest to uh, St. Peter. In uh, Another neat little surprise was, was uh, I'm not sure if, you're, if you know, are familiar with Medjugorje, if you're familiar with uh, Fatima or Lourdes, Medjugorje is somewhat similar to that uh, in that there's reports of the Blessed Virgin Mary appearing to a number of, of young people there. It's not yet uh, received full approval from the church, probably because those are still going on, uh, but uh, the Pope himself leaked a couple years ago that the Rowini Commission, which is the, the commission investigating it, headed up by Cardinal Rowini, uh, was about to rule favorably on the first seven days of the apparitions in Medjugorje. And, uh, but however, that's not yet uh, been fully released. They're probably waiting until the apparitions are done uh, before that happens. So uh, one of the uh, neat little surprises about being there was that uh, we were invited to be present for one of the visionaries, Maria, while she was having this experience of, of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And then another neat little surprise was how close we were able to be to that. Uh, but uh, uh, the other surprise for me, too, was uh, beyond the kind of the excitement or joy or, of, of being there for that uh, incredible and unique experience uh, was the calling to mind or the being reminded of another experience I had a few years ago at the Franciscan University of Steubenville in uh, Steubenville, Ohio. And uh, at that time, the priest during the Mass at the beginning was inviting people uh, to try and pray better the Gloria. And uh, if you're like me, sometimes my mind can be wandering during the praying of the Gloria. It's a song we sing every week. Sometimes you're thinking about what you're doing after Mass or what was going on or whatever. And it's sometimes a prayer we don't pray all that well. I'm guilty of that sometimes myself too. So this was a good uh, invitation for me, and I then right away as we were going into the Gloria that day, uh, asked for the Holy Spirit to help me to pray that prayer better. And calling to mind uh, that uh, this song, the Gloria, was first sung by the angels to the shepherds at the announcing of Jesus' birth. So as I closed my eyes and began praying this, singing along with the Gloria, I imagined and had this vision of the, the angels singing uh, to the shepherds right then. And then it kind of quickly moved from that to suddenly being present or looking at the nativity scene of Mary holding the baby Jesus. And as I was praying, reflecting on this, Mary looked up at me and then lifted her arms and lifted the baby Jesus, inviting me to hold Jesus. And I felt so uh, overwhelmed, so I felt this incredible joy at being able to do this and kind of put out my arms to receive the baby Jesus. And as I did that, as I took Jesus into my arms, became the host. Uh, so it was kind of a, this kind of profound realization of remembrance that, uh, of what happens at this in the Eucharist. We are touching the same Jesus that Mary held uh, after she gave birth to him. This incredible joy and this, uh, as great as the experience was of being someplace where it was believed that Mary is appearing to these young people, uh, what a greater connection we have in just receiving the Eucharist. We're touching Jesus in our hands. We're receiving into our hearts, into our mouths, into our stomachs, uh, and a great reminder of what it is and the great privilege we have uh, in the Eucharist. So that was another neat little surprise uh, during that time. Medjugorje, I, I picked up a picture, uh, a painting, uh, a print of a painting that I really liked and thought was a very neat perspective. I meant to bring it today, but I forgot. Uh, but it's a picture of Jesus standing on the water with his hands reaching down into the water, and the perspective is from below the water. And you see a hand sticking up, 
And uh, I thought, that's really neat. And calling to mind that, uh, that story of, in the Gospels when uh, Jesus is walking towards the disciples who are on the boat during the, the storm, and Peter says, Lord, if it's you, bid me come to you. And Jesus says, come. And Peter starts walking on the water. And when he sees the wind, when he sees the waves, he starts getting scared, and he starts to sink. And he says, save me, Lord. Jesus pulls out his hand, pull, reaches out his hand, pulls him up, and says, why did you doubt? So it, uh, it resonated with me on a number of different levels. First of all, I just had that experience of uh, feeling close to St. Peter, and then realizing after I got it, oh yeah, this is, this is the story of what happened to Peter, looking down from Peter's perspective from below the water, waiting for the Lord to pull him up. The other thing that resonated with me was a bit of how I was feeling when I was first assigned to this family of parishes. My last family of parishes also involved four parishes. However, I didn't realize till a little later on just how much bigger these parishes, these family of parishes are, how much bigger the number of staff members is, and how many more schools we have. So I kind of jokingly shared with some of my friends on the uh, pilgrimage there that uh, uh, I kind of rewrote that, uh, that passage of, uh, of saying to Jesus, Lord, if it's you, bid me come to the Windsor Lake St. Clair family of parishes. And the Lord's saying, come. And then I started walking, and then I looked around, and I saw the wind, and saw the, the waves, and I heard how many schools we have, and I heard how many staff we have, and I heard how big it was, and I started to sink. But then the Lord reached out his hand, pulled me up, and said, why did you doubt? So it was this invitation to, to trust in the Lord. We know uh, God is with us throughout. We just have to do our little bit. Uh, I was reminded earlier in another experience of the, the miracle of the loaves and the fish, and uh, one time complaining to the Lord, how many, this, this many people, how am I going to feed this many people with just five loaves and two fish? And it kind of went from there to recognizing there's the answer right there. We give what we can, trust the Lord is going to, to give and provide uh, the rest. So also invite and thank you for your prayers as well, but also recognizing that uh, I'm not in this alone. We've got a wonderful team, uh, a large uh, pastoral team here and recognizing too that it's not just up to the paid professionals uh, to be spreading the gospel message, but all the baptized, all of us here, share in that, uh, that great commission that Jesus gave right before his ascension, go out to all the world and proclaim the good news. So each one of us, you don't need a degree in theology, uh, you just need to be able to say, here's what God has done in my life, and come and see, or what can the Lord do for you? So each one of us is invited to bring the good news to our families, to, to our workplace, to our schools, to the marketplace, on the streets, to everybody that we encounter. So it's a, it's a shared thing for sure. One of the benefits of being on a pilgrimage is, is a feeling kind of a recharging of one's spiritual batteries, uh, kind of a rekindling the flame of faith, as St. Paul would say. And it's something like the experience that Jeremiah talks about in today's first reading when he talks about that burning fire shut up in my bones that he can no longer hold in. Or like the disciples on the road to Emmaus who said, were not our hearts burning within us as he talked with us on the road, as he opened the scriptures to us. So it's a great time for kind of spiritual renewal and to uh, feel uh, refreshed and ready to go again when you're able to do a pilgrimage or a retreat or some other time of, of prayer. One of the things I love about the gospels is that they pray, they portray, Peter and the other apostles as very real people, and they don't shy away from showing their weaknesses, showing their failings, showing their, their sinfulness, uh, like when uh, Peter uh, starts walking on the water and then doubted and fell, or when Peter denies knowing Jesus three times, or in today's gospel, right after professing that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of the living God, that we heard last Sunday, today, uh, Peter goes on to try and prevent Jesus from his suffering and death. Uh, saying, God forbid it, this must never happen to you. 
So it's clear that he only partly understood what Messiah meant. Uh, a lot of the people at the time thought the Messiah would be this great military victor who would crush the surrounding nations and restore peace to Israel uh, by this military victory. Jesus was a great king, but it wasn't going to be through a military victory that he would restore peace uh, to Israel, uh, but through his, his passion, through his death, through his resurrection, that we'd have the forgiveness of sins and that gift of, of everlasting life. So it's great that we see again in the uh, apostles, in the, uh, in the gospels then, these very human people, these very sinful people uh, who mess up again and again, much like us, uh, when we look at our own lives, but we realize God's faithfulness, we realize God's forgiveness whenever we come back and say, sorry, Lord, I messed up, and then God uh, forgiving us, loving us, and, and encouraging us to keep on going in the spiritual life. So we also are thankful for those spiritual friendships uh, that we are able to experience. Uh, if we feel some kind of connection to a particular saint, whether it's perhaps our own saint here of uh, St. Simon and St. Jude, or St. Peter, uh, St. Joseph, the Blessed Virgin Mary, all these are alive in heaven, ready, willing, and able to help us if we simply turn to them as well. So again, uh, uh, yes, we talk about Jesus as the one mediator, but we also have all these other spiritual friends who can help us out, assist us with their prayers uh, throughout our lives. As we continue with this celebration of the Eucharist, let us pray, surprise me, Lord, and let us be open to all the gifts that the Lord has for us. May the flame of faith be rekindled in each one of us, like in Jeremiah today, and may we, like Peter, experience the Lord's love, mercy, and patience as we strive to follow him and grow closer to him every day.